Welcome back to the Launchpad, guys. What's up, Mosh? We're getting comfy cozy tonight um, on this late night chat. We're going to be talking about one of apparently your guys' favorite topics because oh we gosh. went over our, our analytics and the people want to talk about sex. So here's your part two-ish of one of our just sex talks we want to have with you guys and just kind of go over some realizations and some things that we're learning in our sex life and just hopefully bringing some things that will help you guys do. Right. Um, one of the main things that I think Madison and I have been experiencing here recently has been sex has its ebbs and flows. There's going to be times in your life when it's hot and heavy and it's all the time. And there's going to be times when that might be on the back burner a little bit. And we've we've kind of experienced both situations in this. We've done the, you have sex for two weeks, or not you have sex for two weeks. You have sex every week, twice a week. And putting it on the calendar to the point where we knew like the hour in the minute when we were going to be where doing what. And that was great because it got us in the habit of like doing that and making that part of our routine. But what it took away from was it was now just like this obligation that we had to do. And um, we've learned that like to try and transition out of that, we not really had resentment towards it, but we're kind of like losing the passion for it and the hot and heavy like fun that it was. Yeah. And so we started implementing like, having sex whenever our relationship is is thriving and not to punish bad behavior or when things aren't going well, but um, we're using it to enhance our relationship instead of using it to just be part of it. Because when we were dating, we weren't just like, sex wasn't expected that we were going to have sex twice a week. It, it wasn't that. It wasn't even planned. We were, we were seeking it. We were seeking each other. We were seeking friendship and just like getting to know each other better mm-hmm. and just ultimately getting along well over having sex and like always rushing towards that. And so overcoming that and really realizing that and being able to verbalize it and put words to it has been really, really neat. Yeah. I love that. What you said about just like not having expectations. I think expectations, whether they're set out loud or they're just in your head, you're always setting yourself or someone else up for disappointment. And so first off having expectations in general Um, means that you are needing something out of the relationship. And so instead of being like, oh, we need to have sex this amount of times, maybe that's just kind of like a surface level for something going on deeper. Like, are you really just wanting to connect more with your spouse and you feel like setting boundaries or setting something on the calendar is going to make sure that you have these times to connect instead of maybe looking at the deeper reasons of why you're feeling disconnected? You know, is your husband not talking to you all day long and then coming home expecting you to have sex with him. Maybe that's something that you need to communicate with him. Hey, babe, like I need I need some emotional connection before I want to feel physically connected to you. Right. But just sometimes, you know, having expectations and never talking about it, you're just fighting all these thoughts in your head all the time when you really could just talk about it and decide or go based off feeling when you want to have sex instead of putting all these pressures on yourself. Right, right. I love that part. And another thing too is like, there's a lot of pressure to spice it up all the time. The sex can't be the same because if it is the same, it's boring and mundane and you're not creative. There's only so many positions out there. There's so many, only so many positions and only so many comfortable ones. Like, yeah, right. you can do all these crazy ones where you're standing on your hand. Or head you're and hanging you're, from the swing right there. Yeah, whatever you want to do. But like, it, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Keep it basic until you figure out how to emotionally connect and like speak to each other. And that's a whole nother thing. Figuring out what you like your partner to say to you 
what you like your partner to do to you. That's all things you need to be communicating about, not necessarily how many times a week or what positions you should be doing. Do the same positions over and over again, if that's what it takes. Figure out how to connect emotionally, and then the rest of your sex will, you know, take care of itself. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to do the physical stuff without the emotional deeper connection, it's going to be really tough. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So focusing on quality over quantity, connecting deeper perhaps than just having sex more often than not. Um, and also bringing your personalities into it has been really neat. Um, used to, Madison and I, we wouldn't have sex how we have sex now. Used to, it would be this performance a little bit. You'd act like, or not you'd, we would both act like we had to put on this like show or act like people that we weren't. Yeah. Instead of just being goofy and fun um, like we are in our normal relationship. So learning how to bring that in has been neat. There's been times where we've like bawled in each other's arms. There's been times when we've laughed our butts off. I mean, even today earlier, we were just cracking up and learning how to bring in your own taste and twist into your sex life is really cool because your sex is an act of worship. And whenever you view it that way, it's like, how do I want to worship? Well, I worship God differently than a lot of people do. How do Madison and I want to do that? And so we get to explore those options. And that's what we're asking you to do too, is like explore those options with your partner. Find out what those are. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because the conversation that I want to talk about is the porn industry. The porn industry has ruined what sex should look like or has put expectations on what it should look like. Sex shouldn't look like anything because you should know nothing about sex before you experience it. Honestly. That that's would how. Be, that's the easiest way to put it. That's how it was designed. It's like you don't have anything that you've seen. I mean, think about even 200 years ago. YouTube didn't exist. Pornhub didn't exist. Like movies didn't even exist. Think about 200 years ago. Like You did not see images of sex unless you went to a Playboy store and bought a Playboy magazine. 200 years ago? That. Yeah. Those were like cowboys in the wild, wild okay, west, 1800s. whatever. Our timelines are so off at the moment. But a long time ago, imagine when there was out these things or even before that, okay? Now it is at our fingertips. Facts. A click away on your phone, which everybody has, you can find porn. For free. For free. Legit porn, like actual videos of people having sex. You can find horrific, like, porn, child porn on your phone. So, like, this is a serious conversation that needs to be talked about, but that is the reason for why we're all so desensitized to sex and so unhappy with it is because we've fallen prey to the sin of porn, and it has damages. It has consequences with it because we've exposed ourselves, whether it's, you know, watching Fifty Shades of Grey, whatever. Like, it it just changes the way that we view sex, and that's not how God intended a lot of times it's why there's a lot of unhappy people in marriages that are expecting more out of sex and in turn end up cheating because of it because they're not happy or they think sex should be another way. They're just missing the whole point of connection in the first place and their brains are messed up and need healing. Yeah, you have this idea of what sex is based on what you've seen, what you've watched, and what you've experienced. And whenever you witness that on a TV screen or a phone screen, or an iPad, computer, whatever screen, and then you experience it in real life, it's similar, but it's not the same so that you you don't really know how to feel about it. Yeah. And it's just it's just not how it was created. 
you're missing out on the beauty of what sex is by experiencing porn. Yeah. And by exposing yourself to it. Uh, tr- truly. And I stand firm in that. Yeah, I mean, think about a movie scene where the guy and the girl have sex and then as soon as they're done, they fall asleep and they wake up the next morning like, oh, what happened? Think about that. Even that is misleading. Like, you got to go pee. In real life, you got to get up and pee. You got to go clean out the whatever that is all up in you. Like, that's setting setting an example from a young age of like, oh, we're just going to cuddle. He's going to hold me after sex and then... When that doesn't happen, women feel offended. Like, why did he walk away from me? Mm-hmm. Because that's something you've seen on TV. It's like you would never even have that come up in your life or your mind if you hadn't seen that somewhere. Right. So, like, if you're feeling discontent with your sex life, think about the expectations you may have in your mind subconsciously without even realize the things you're putting on your partner um, because you're desiring a certain way based off society. It's a big deal. And with that, too, you're kind of putting this expectation on your partner that they don't know. That leads straight into our next point of, like, just tell your partner what you like and ask your partner what they like, okay? And this is an easy way. When you're in the act, ask them if you – they ask them, do you like this or do you like that? Give them two different options while you're in the act so that they have to choose. It allows them to think about something different than whatever they're thinking about. Yeah. It just allows their mind to just, like, enjoy the moment. It allows you to connect to them by asking a question. When she says she likes likes this better, ask her, why do you like that better? It allows, it gives them the space to connect to their own body. You were, mm. you were almost said it a second ago, but it was like, you know, allow them to be in their mind. It's like, really, you want them to allow them to get out of their mind and into their body. And a lot of times, like, when we the conference when we would do that body scan and she's like all right close your eyes and like think about your feet on the floor now imagine them getting like heavier and heavier and like i'm sitting there i'm not moving but i literally feel like my feet are getting heavier just by thinking about it so the mind is so powerful but you have to transition that from the mind into the body so when you ask me questions like oh does that feel good sometimes like i know you're doing something down there but it's easy for me to get distracted or i'm like you know oh after this i need to feed the dogs like that little (laughs) that little like thought will pop into your head like real quick But if you're like engaging with me and asking me, hey, does it feel good when I put my finger here or here? And like that allows me to get out of my mind and into my body, which is where we're going to connect better is when we're with each other in that moment. We're not distracted by our thoughts. Yeah. So I think that's really where it's at. Um, Okay. Back on your point of what you like versus what you don't like. Okay. I think I think you should talk about your sexy voice. I think we should bring him into oh, gosh. the. I think you should tell him. I think it's good, and they'll get a lot out of it. All right. So at the beginning of our relationship, I had this phase where I tried this sexy voice, where basically anytime we had sex, I'd pull it out, and I thought it was going to work, and I thought it was just going to woohoo her and turn her on, and it just it just didn't work, did it, honey? It was a valiant effort. Yeah, I'd, I was very consistent in it. Yeah, it was. It was just not like this. It wasn't that different than your regular voice, but just slightly off pitch enough to where I was like, he only does this when we have sex. Like, this is the only time he talks like this. The language he's using, the tone of his voice. Like, I could tell he was putting himself into this A little this bit squinny eye guy. Character, you know? This kind of like elusive, sexy man, which in right. real life, I think Josh is sexy, but not for that reason. He 
never acts like that. I like him for his goofiness, his like his compassion, his love, his kindness, your willingness to engage and like regulate some of your emotions with my emotions. You're just like a tender guy. And I love that. But in the bedroom, you were not showing up as that at all. And so it felt weird. I see. I see. Misleading, some would say. But basically throughout all of this, we discovered that it just wasn't doing the job. It wasn't doing what I was hoping it was. I thought it was turning her on. And in fact, it was probably turning her off. And so once I discovered that, I was like, hell no, I don't want to do this. Why would I want to do anything that's going to take away from the experience? And that really was a defining moment for me because then it made me wonder like, okay, what are things that I could tell her that I like to compliment her on instead of just telling things I don't like? Um, and that was that was really great, um, just learning how to ask you questions. And not even just in the act of what we're doing, but um, outside of sex, to get her to think about it. One of the things, too, is when you have a good sex experience, is talk about it after. The first part of our the first part of our relationship, I would always we'd always have sex, and then I wouldn't really talk about it after because I didn't know how. Thank God for Madison because now I'm emotionally or I'm emotionally literate to where I can talk about things and feelings on a deeper level than um, I ever thought I would be able to. And that's important. You need to talk about things. You need to figure out what your wife likes. You need to figure out what she doesn't like. You need to figure out... Also, when she tells you she doesn't like something, don't take offense to it. It's not a dig at you. You're exploring her body. You're exploring and being curious. And through that, you're going to do things that she doesn't like, right? But always ask her before you do things. Always be respectful. Always just like love and support her through it. And when you do, it's going to be freaking sick, bruh. Yeah, at the end of the day, you both are there the same reason to come <laughs> to come <laughs> but really. at the end of the day it's it's going to be better when you can focus your energy on the other person so just what you said it was beautifully said you need to figure out what i like and i need to figure out what you like because when we're both giving we're both receiving and so just keep your focus on the other person and that humility is is what really makes it beautiful you know up culture is just ruined a lot for people and mm. There's a lot of selfish people that hook up a lot and just hurt people and have sex and never talk to you again. And that's a really painful experience for anyone. Um, so yeah, I just think that people have forgotten the the true reason for sex, whether you're a faith person or not. Like, obviously for us, it's an act of worship because we're married and that's a way that we honor ourselves and honor God with our bodies. But if you're not a person of faith, like, see how hookup culture has like ruined your hope in, in people because people are mm -hmm. selfish and they're just out there to get whatever they want like once you find a partner that you really trust and you want to build a relationship with and emotionally intelligent you should be able to have these type of conversations and um and really learn how to serve the other person in sex and it's so much better for both parties absolutely and through serving each other through sex you get to deepen your relationship in a way that you can't really make up for it in any other area you know, um, it's something that you just got to go through it. You know, you got to talk about it. You got to be able to um, charge through it instead of just be passive. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, what's like your best sex advice? Here's one, and it might be a little bit spicy or controversial for some. If you don't have a vibrator, what are you doing? Facts. I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's it. anything with the Bible that's like, 
thou shalt not have a vibrator. I don't think there is. I think if there's something that we can use to enhance and explore sex, it's not like a drug or altering our mind or anything. Absolutely. I'll explore it. I'll play with it. And dude, vibrators, they just make everything better. They make everything better. Everything. I don't care how old you are. You need a vibrator. Mimi, you need a vibrator. <laughs> okay, maybe not. If you're single, you need a vibrator. Like, vibrators are great. <laughs> you don't have to watch porn to use a vibrator. That's true. You don't have to use a vibrator and watch porn. No, you can literally just lay there and use a vibrator and just soothe yourself to sleep. Yeah, I don't do that often, but I'm sure you could. I don't know how I feel about that. But at the end of the day, vibrators are great. And if you're the type of man that doesn't have one or you don't let your girlfriend slash wife have one, Josh... I need you to take it away because I think I'm not going to say All right, anything I want to nice. clarify. I don't think I don't think she meant if you're a guy and you don't have a vibrator. I was a guy. I didn't have a vibrator. That's weird. I don't think a guy should have a vibrator. Okay. But. Listen out. But if you're married and here's a statistic for you. Only 30% of women can come or orgasm from sex. From, from intercourse. intercourse. And whenever you think about the statistic, that means three out of every 10 women don't. Or can come, right? Yeah, and most seven of, don't. Yeah, most of those women are faking it, right? And medicine has hit the jackpot because I can make her come every single way that I try, even when I don't try, she comes. This is too much information for them. But welcome to the launch pad. That's why. We're giving you this sex advice, though, because we know how to make it work, okay? We have great sex. I mean... We have great sex. It's true. It's true. It's true. We have a great relationship. We have a great relationship, and we would, we're would we gatekeeping our secrets if we don't come on here and tell you. Right. So, like, get a vibrator. Yeah, get a vibrator. It really helps. It helps her get ready. It helps her get in the mood. It enhances um, whenever you work your magic with your talking device and whenever you work your magic with your pecking device. If you feel like your wife doesn't want to have sex with you very often, buy her a vibrator. Blah, blah, blah. Buy her a vibrator. And literally be like, okay, babe, go use it for five minutes. I'll meet you in there. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you she'll be ready to party or every single time. bring it to her and just like ask to explore with her. And if it's like uncomfortable, be like, hey, I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but we can laugh about it. And it's yeah. okay if it's uncomfortable. Like speak speak the obvious into the room. If you're sitting there and something's uncomfortable, you'll be like, hey, I'm uncomfortable because of this. Are you feeling the same way? Yeah. And just by bringing that up, it diffuses the situation instead of letting it just be awkward and like, lead to something that shouldn't be there. Yeah, and it just automatically, again, from what we said at the beginning, takes away the expectations. Because there's like, there's an expectation for it to be a performance. If there was a real performance, you wouldn't be like, hey, this is weird, like right in the middle of it. It just like breaks that, and you're like, oh yeah. Like it brings you back into your into your body. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm here with this person. I love this person, it's just us. There's no camera. Right. There's no like performance we're trying to put on. Like, yeah, this actually, this actually does feel weird. Like, let's switch it up. Earlier today, we started in position. Both Josh and I were kind of just like silent for a little while. And Josh goes, are you feeling this? And I was like, no, are you feeling this? He's like, no, let's switch it up. And it was great. And then I had a wonderful experience <laughs> after that. So it just like, just talk to each other. Stop mm. performing. Please. Yeah. That's my biggest tip. Just stop performing. And don't have an expectation. If you expect to come every time, don't. Like we had sex earlier and I didn't come. That's okay. It's okay for one party to not come every single time. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's not happening every single time, 
maybe figure that part out. But like, it's a little, it's about giving. When you're focused on giving, it doesn't matter what you get in return. You know? So get on with it. Get, get on, on with, with it. it. Get on with your sexy self. Forgive each other. If there's, there's things that's happened in the past, like learn how to talk about it. Learn how to share your pain. Learn how to forgive each other. Life's too short. Life's too short to be mad at each other. Life's too short to be petty. Life's too short to not learn how to talk to other people. Life's too short to not learn how to communicate with your spouse, your needs and your wants. You're important. Your needs are important. They are important to be communicated because you're probably not going to get everything you want, but you can get some of what you want if you're willing to communicate it. And whenever they communicate it with you, give them what they want. When you're focused on giving, your relationship gets better. Give, 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 give. I love it. Give. And that's what we're doing today. We're giving you the tips, giving you the sex realizations that we've had. Hopefully you can find one or two little nuggets in there to take away with you. So don't forget, follow the launch pad on Spotify. We've got video podcasts coming to you every week. And we have a YouTube now. So follow us on the Launchpad on YouTube. Can't figure out how to spell it? L-A-N-T-Z-S-C-H, Lant Z School. We went over this last episode. So Lant Z School. Thank you guys for joining. And we will see you in the next one. If you want to find us on social, you can find us at Madison Launch or Joshua Launch. Bye. Round two.